Welcome everybody to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wigella, and I'm here with my friend and co-host for the evening, Michael Carls. Mike, how's it going? Nick, it's going really well. Uh, you know, my best friend, uh, besides you, you know, of course, <laughs> is, uh, got, just got out of the Marines and he's back home. Both of our, you know, really good friends. Right. Um, you know, so that that's awesome. New Madden drops today. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Who's on the cover this year? Tom Brady, the GOAT. Oh, the GOAT. Yes, I also agree with that. So, yeah, he's on the cover and I have the GOAT edition. Nice. Is it, is it just a goat on the f- cover, like an actual goat? <laughs> Basically, it's, it's Tom Brady just screaming at you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad you're doing this with me. This is your first time on the Split Six podcast, but not your first time on a podcast with I. That's correct. We, we also have our other podcast on the Split Six channel. Yes. Uh, Review of Full Anonymous, currently on hiatus while we uh, get our shit together and try to make episodes soon. But, but boy, don't we sound good right now? Yes, this is our the first ep- well second episode using my uh, new interface, but the first one where I actually know how the mics work, and I'm not just having Jeremy sound like he's whispering. So, yeah, we it sounds at least from the headphones that I'm wearing, it sounds beautiful. So yeah, it should be good. So Mike, what are we drinking today? Today we are drinking an Odd Side Ales is the company, the brewery, and the beer is. Chillin' to most, and it is a dry hopped lager, four and a half percent. Well, I'm gonna open this. Yeah, me too. We also have this new studio, so we're kind of farther away from each other. It's a little weird. Can't really see your eyes that well. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know what you look like when I'm looking over is if you watched Home Improvement growing up, the neighbor <laughs> guy over yeah. the fence. That's what you look like. <laughs> All right. Um, did you taste it? Not oh, yet. Mike, Mike refuses to not drink out of a glass, so he's currently pouring it in the glass. I got myself one, but I'm not sure if I'm going to use it. Uh, dude, I just, beer, I love beer out of a pint glass. That's how it should be served. You know what? It's a chillin' beer. Yeah, yes, I agree. I've been to Oddside Ales, and it's a pretty cool place. I've never, where's it at? It's on the west side of Michigan uh, in Grand Haven. And uh, I think it's it's right next to Grand Haven if it's not in Grand Haven. And it is really cool. You just play a bunch of board games. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and drink really awesome beer. Yeah, um, I have want to go to a brewery soon. I, might, I have a goal for this podcast, and it is to, uh, by the year anniversary of it, do a live show at a brewery. Um, I really hope I can pull that off, but we'll see. Um, so... Today, uh, Mike's going to be joining us for the first two topics. He's got to run and get that new Madden for the third, so we'll be back hopefully with a different guest for the politics, or I'll just go on and rant about statues for a half hour. But we'll see. But we're going to get into our first one right now. Mike, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you excited? I'm pumped. Beer number one, sports. All right, Mike, on to the sports section of the podcast. Dude, sick drop, bro. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah you haven't heard these before have you well i've listened but oh, okay I, it's my first time like live it feels great <laughs> i'm learning i'm we're getting better at the podcast every week um so uh anquan bolden retired he did you know what and i have to say 
good for him because he goes <laughs> the Bills. You know, he goes and signs with the Bills. He's an old. He's you know he's a legend in football. Right. Uh, the one of, he's probably going to get in the Hall of Fame, and um, you know he goes. He's getting older. He's a slot receiver, just kind of possession receiver, and he's like. I'm gonna go sign with this uh, Dolphin or this uh, Bills team. They they're doing some things over there. I can mm-hmm. be the third wide receiver and uh, you right know, and maybe potentially have a. I don't know if he actually thought he had the shot, but no, I legitimately think he thought they had a shot at least to get into the playoffs. Yeah, okay. and then they go and trade Sammy Watkins and their best cornerback and. He's like, oh. Yeah, yeah they pretty, just... pretty much just uh, visibly gave up on the season. <laughs> yeah, and why would he want to put his body on the line for another season when it, like, what what is he getting? What is he getting? He's just going right. to get beat up for a year? Yeah, just like Calvin Johnson said, he doesn't want to put his body through it and bang his head against the wall for nothing. Right, because you just, you know, multiple car crashes every game, basically. Right. And... But um, he all. But that is not the reason he stated. He did say that he was retiring to make uh, the larger fight for human rights a priority. He said, "For me, I'm uncomfortable with how divided we are as a country." Um, and he said Charlottesville influenced him and stuff. So, um, amen to him if that's what he wants to do. You know, do what you got to do. Uh, football, especially if you're a Bills football, is definitely not as important as what this country is going through right now. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't say any kind of football is, uh, and he's already made his money. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer. He has. You think the, he'll get into the Hall of Fame? I do. Okay. Yeah, I mean, pull up his stats for. I for mean, his I know career. he's good, and he's like, I don't know, one of the toughest receivers. Uh, does he? He doesn't have a Super Bowl, does he? Uh, he does not. Was he on the Cardinals that year? They yes. almost won the Super Bowl. Yes. Oh man. That Super Bowl, I was rooting hard for the Cardinals. That team was so good. <laughs> you had Larry Fitzgerald, Anquan Bolden, mm-hmm. uh, Kurt Warner. Yep, yep. Yeah, that team. I think Larry jo- was Larry Johnson on that team. No, Larry Johnson was the Chiefs. Yeah, I don't. They had some Jamal. running back. No, I'm. It's the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know. Yeah, well, they were good, and Santonio San Holmes really just made the best Super. Bowl. Best catch, well, second best catch in Super Bowl history uh, ever. First being David Tyree uh, against the Patriots. I don't even know. I can't, I can't even talk about it. <laughs> I was so upset that day. I may... I was really upset. I was like a really big Patriots fan, and my brother Dylan was a really big Giants fan, and I'd like, I think we were together, and I called him and just repeatedly said, fuck you on the phone to him. <laughs> I am a uh, bleed maize and blue Michigan fan, uh, Michigan football, Michigan sports, University of Michigan that is, and uh, so Tom Brady is like my my dude. So mm-hmm. I always root for the Patriots, even though they're front runners. But I'm a Lions fan. I have to have someone good I can root for. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm a Lions and a Dolphins fan. Okay, I'm sad. So yeah. I just root for the Patriots because of Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I can say I'm a fan of other people, but I'm really just a Lions fan. I like the Colts because I like Andrew Luck, but the Colts are pretty garbage right now, and Andrew Luck is just hurt all the time right now, and uh, it doesn't even matter because their line is so bad that they're not going to do anything, even if he was healthy. But um, you know what? It's something interesting that we weren't planning on talking about, but we should talk about. Um, 
I don't know much about college football, but how do you think Michigan's going to do this year? They're going to be good solely because the Big Ten is not that good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they are going to lose two games. Um, it's a rebuilding year, kind of, for Michigan. They lost right. a lot of players last year. Yeah, they had a lot of people go in the draft, I believe. Yeah, and then so they have a really young team. And, uh, you know, those fuckers down south. Um, He's meaning Ohio State. Yeah, they're like returning everyone. And they're going to be really good. So the Michigan's probably going to lose that game. Obviously, mm. I don't want. I mean, I'm I'm not hoping for that. And then I assume they'll lose one other random game because it just happens in college football. So yeah. they're going to be a two loss team. They're going to make a good bowl, and and we're just going to hope for next year when they have a sick recruiting class. Right. I think it's just probably going to be bounce back and forth from Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, every year, because I think the year after this, then Ohio State should lose a bunch of people this year in the draft, and then you know be in the same place Michigan is now. Um, you know, and Michigan, they lost the game against Ohio State last year, but Jake it was Bush. kind of kind of based of, on a controversial call. I mean, I'm not gonna say that it was totally controversial, but well, it was controversial. I'm not gonna say that's the reason they lost, but. Kind of the reason they lost. You don't lose from one play. Right. Um, that one play, though, you don't lose from the one play, but that one play will haunt you forever. Right. Um, Man, Michigan's had some haunting plays the last couple of seasons. All right, so let's change <laughs> topics because I don't even want to get into these. Uh, okay, all right, so um, back to the NFL. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Blunt might be being getting cut from the Eagles. Yeah, because he's a trash bag. I know, he's terrible. I don't know why anyone wants to draft him this year. So, last year, every year, I I cannot stand the Garrett Blunt. If you watch his game film, he's just not good. Yeah. He just runs forward. He's a big back besides last year, which he scored 18 touchdowns. Besides last it's year, the Patriots know how to exploit the one thing to do good. But yeah, but Blunt traditionally his entire career has been a 250 pound running back who doesn't pick up short yardage, mm-hmm. and he was ter- he was a terrible goal line back f- up until last year, mm-hmm. and then last year you know he, he the Patriots just know how to use people and they were so dominant that I mean he just it was a great situation for a bad player to be in. And um, and you're seeing it now. He's on he's on Philadelphia. He looked terrible in the last preseason <laughs> game. Uh, he, yeah. So. Um. Yeah. The Patriots they just know how to use people. That's why they we traded them as the Lions traded him Kyle Van Noy last year, and then he comes up with like a game changing play in a playoff game or a Super Bowl. I don't remember which one it was, but you know the Patriots just I don't know how they do it. And no one else does, or else everyone else would do it. But there is something special with that organization and Bill Belichick. Greatest coach of all time. Yeah, probably. Um, so if, if Bolden is cut, that means that Smallwood could end Bolden? up being the start. Or Sorry, not Bolden, Blunt. Uh, Bolden was retired, not cut. <laughs> if Blunt gets cut, then Lendl Smallwood would be the starter, and Darren Sproles would probably still have the most snaps. Um, but either way... The Philadelphia running situation isn't too glamorous. Has it been ever glamorous? I mean, they remember had... Brian Westbrook. Yeah, so or Brian... should I say the original version of Christian McCaffrey? Right, but, 
But I I mean, they had DeMarco Murray, who's a really good running back. Mm-hmm. He went there. Right. Sucked. I know. Yeah. Um, Ryan Matthews, good running back. They don't play him. They, he's, or he's they, injured. He got cut, right? Uh, yeah, he's a free agent right now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not a good running situation if you play fantasy. Um, and like me, I picked up Wendell Smallwood in our Dynasty League. Nice. Um, I have not. I have been not paying that much attention to the dynasty league and i'm it feels really stupid for it because it's my league yeah you're the commissioner <laughs> dude um yeah i picked up wendell smallwood today when i heard the news that blunt may be cut and smallwood is looking to be the starter i wasn't impressed watching smallwood last year at all so i'm not saying that i think he's going to be good but there's opportunity there darren sproles he's got to be like 33 i don't know how old is darren sproles i don't know he's I bet you he's younger than you think, but we can look it up. Um, but, yeah, either way, I don't expect much. Even if he's not that old, he still has a lot of wear on his tires. You know what this means? It, it's going to mean really good things for the teams that are playing against the Eagles. Uh, well, I mean, the Eagles do. They should have a pretty good pass offense, I think. I mean, they may. Carson Wentz is like... Okay, people are overhyping Carson Wentz. I I agree with that. So I, I I don't know how you know good their passing game will be. I mean, okay, so he was born June twentieth, nineteen eighty three. How old does that make him? That makes him thirty four. Oh wow, he's older than I thought he was. Okay, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So Darren Sproles probably will hit the uh, cliff soon and not be very good, but we'll see. Um, yeah, Eagles. I don't expect them to come close to winning their division this year, but I expect them to be a serviceable fantasy team. Nope. You know who's going to win that division, Nick? I do believe I know, but I'm sure you probably, if you're going to say something surprising, you don't have the same thing as me. No, it's not surprising. <laughs> the Giants are going to win that division. Oh, okay. I, I think the Cowboys will. Uh, I don't know. I think they're going to regress from last year and Zeke's. I think Zeke's going to get the full six games. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't I think Zeke should get the I mean if Zeke doesn't get the full six games that's kinda crazy. But um I think they still are gonna be fine. Uh Dak is I have more faith in Dak than I do in Kirk Cousins and in Carson Wentz and in Eli Manning. Yeah, I mean I I let it be known. <laughs> I am an Eli Manning. Hate I think he's one of the worst quarterbacks. Do ever win a Super Bowl, yet alone two. Yeah, he's against, make, against your favorite quarterback. Yeah, he's going to make the Hall of Fame because of his two rings. Mm-hmm. And he is terrible. Both times he won, his defense carried him through the playoffs. His receivers made miraculous catches. Yeah, like, I just... Oh, Eli Manning, I cannot stand him. <laughs> um, yeah, but I. why do you think the Giants are going to win? I don't think they have, like any form of a running game no they definitely don't but i do believe that they will sort that out i'm praying that paul perkins is good um paul perkins that's the one the fantasy footballers call smash jackson right that is smash jackson Mm -hmm. um odell sterling Shepard, brandon marshall that's great receivers yeah um and you know what? They have da- uh, Davis Webb, the backup quarterback, who's going to be a beast. <laughs> you think so? I don't think he's 
gonna see the field, <laughs> even if. I it's mean, Eli Manning, like you said, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, I'm saying like if Eli Manning, uh, we're just hoping that Eli Manning, not hoping. I would never wish injury on someone. Well, wink. <laughs> um, but the Cowboys are just going to be much more balanced, I think. Um, I guess I don't know that much about their defense, but I can't imagine it is worse than it was. It is worse. They have no secondary. Uh, the Giants have an amazing defense. That's another reason oh, okay. I think they're going to win. Um, they have uh, they have a really good secondary. The Giants do. They have a really good defensive line. They're a little mm. weak in the in the linebacker core, but overall they're a really solid defense that could carry them through a division where it's yeah. pretty unproven. I think. I mean, I wouldn't say the Giants can't win their division. Not saying that, but I think it's the Cowboys division to lose um even without Zeke they still have they still should have a good running running game with their they have the top 10 line and I don't know Darren McFadden used to be a fantasy second round draft pick he used to always get drafted in the second round and always get injured and now we draft him as a backup and every time he comes in he just looks unstoppable but where do you, all right, so that, here's a fantasy football question for you. Where would you draft Ezekiel Elliott in the draft? Where would I draft Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah. Um, I think the perfect spot for him to go is the that the if you draft first overall and you get him at the turn on at the second and third round turn. Okay, so bottom of second top of third area yeah i mean i wouldn't take him in the second uh like anywhere in it it depends on league size right so Uh, let's assume a 12 team league a 12 team league then i'm gonna say at that turn or third round okay um so in the draft we did last night which was a super flex which means you have one flex position where you can start any player mm -hmm. except for a kicker because there's no kickers but um, he went in the second early mid early to mid second round to Paul, right? Yeah, I think that's too early. And we we're also in another league together, our main league, the Booty Bowl. I wonder if Paul's going to take him in the second round. I I mean, if he did last night, he's going to he's going to in the other league too. Then he showed his draft strategy. Right, right. Yeah, he must. He probably believes that Zeke's ban's going to get reduced, or it's not going to happen at all. I mean, yeah, it's a, there's, here's the thing I think I'm like, I was at a time thinking about drafting Zeke in the second round, but I don't know. Um, but the reason to think of it is because, all right, so you draft him and then you have to get Darren McFadden and is Darren McFadden plus Zeke just like, that's still gotta be pretty good just because of that line and that team. It's probably pretty good, but. Can you really trust Darren McFadden? I don't know. Maybe you should have to draft uh, Morris too. Yeah. Can you really <laughs> trust? Can you do you really want to draft three running backs from the same team to clog your roster up? Uh, no, I don't. Not with a small bench. But I mean, I can see it. I like like you're saying. Like imagine if someone who drafts David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell gets him, mm-hmm. and then you have going into the playoffs because you're probably making the playoffs. Assuming your team makes playoffs, you're gonna have. David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, and then like Des Bryant as your receiver or something, or Michael Thomas, one of those not top receivers, but middle to line receivers. That's pretty good. 
Yeah, that team is that team is loaded. That team's probably winning. The problem is, is if it's six games. Yeah, then it's technically seven games because of the bye week. Too. Yeah, so if it's seven weeks, and you don't have your second round pick, you definitely have a chance to not have that great of a record. Right. Right. So yeah. I don't know. It's 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 risky, but you know, if it gets reduced to four games or three games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great pick. He should still go in the first round if it's three games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because Le'Veon Bell went in the first round last year, and it was four games, right? Yeah, it was no, it was three games, and it was so dumb because I, I'm in another league. He went in the th- I, don't, I don't. He went in the third round. He went in the th- <laughs> he went on the two three turn. Oh my gosh! Yeah. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> that's insane. Um, anything other? Any other random fantasy things you want to throw out there? Random fantasy Ooh, things. Just, just just tell some people. Tell us some people you're high on that no one else is high on. Yeah, so I can give you like maybe a couple of like my my flag, plant my okay. flag on these kind of like my. I'm stealing things. I don't want to steal verbiage from other podcasts. It's okay. Like twenty people listen to this one. Yeah. Okay. So like my <laughs> my the people that I'm targeting a lot in drafts okay that we can I think, make up a fun name like um people i want to split a six pack with yeah okay my 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 uh my split six players <laughs> um so one at the quarterback position um it's andy dalton okay uh that team is loaded with talent on the offense and andy dalton has proven he can be a good fantasy quarterback mm-hmm and their offensive line blows, which yeah. is not maybe that not that great, but it's not that great for their running game. Yeah, and then um, at the running back position, um, the person that I, I I'd really like Todd Gurley this year. Ooh, um, I think the addition of Sammy Watkins only helps him. I agree, and I believe with the new coach there, they are going to use Todd Gurley the correct way because. Mm-hmm. Um, beforehand jeff fisher is the worst coach in nfl history so um, <laughs> he he definitely is and i don't know why he had a job for so long but i have a s- slight suspicion is due to the color of his skin mm. all right we don't have to get racial um <laughs> then and then at wide receiver this is like my boldest pick i've had i'm going to own him probably in every league because he's i'm getting him where I would take him, and and no one else will take him there. DeAndre Hopkins is yeah. my wide receiver. It's the only one I don't agree with. Um, Deshaun Watson is going to use his best receiver on the mm-hmm. field. Um, I think he's going to over-target him. You think Deshaun Watson starts? I mean, sooner rather than later, they're not going to leave Tom Savage back there to yeah. just ruin their entire season. Well... I think what let me let me throw you out this scenario. So, say Tom Savage ends up starting like and probably starts for like the first quarter, like the first four games. Wouldn't it be wiser to wait on DeAndre Hopkins and try to trade for him while his value's low after a few Tom Savage starts where he doesn't do anything? No, because I honestly don't I I I, I honestly believe that DeAndre Hopkins will be relevant earlier than that okay i don't think deshaun watson sits man he's looked good i mean he didn't look amazing this last game but he's gonna help their offense out so much he's mobile right he's gonna help the running game 
he's shown, you know, he has had some flashes in the couple of preseason games of being able to, you know, throw the ball um, well enough to start an NFL game. And they need to get him out there if they want to get him the experience. He's not yeah. going to learn anything sitting behind Thomas Savage. <laughs> okay, it's not like true. Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers are there to teach him. Right. Like, if he's not on the field, he's literally just sitting on the sideline watching Thomas Savage sabotage the Houston Texans. <laughs> sabotage. <season>. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right, um, the last position we need, then, is a tight end. Tight end. Um, draft Gronk in the third round, people. I don't like, know why anyone wouldn't. I, I, I mean, I got him... Um, in the dynasty league, in the third round, in the middle of the third round. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. draft him at the end. Draft him beginning of the third round, if you're there, because right. that is so. That's such good value. I would never draft a tight end early, except for Gronk. Gronk right? used to be a first round pick. He's the same dude. Right. I got him in the third round last year. Kind of ruined my season, but I would still do it. Do it the same same way. Yeah, I mean, you're taking that risk, but if he doesn't get injured or just misses maybe a game or two, he is so far and ahead better than every single other tight end. Mm-hmm. And they just got more weapons, which is just going to open it up more for him. It's I, I anyone on that Patriots team should see a lot of a uh, lot of good things, except for I really don't like Mike Gillisley, but um, I will not be owning him in a single league. I would I like ev- literally every other running back better than him, but so let me talk about my flag players or split of six players if we're going to call it that for quarterback. I'm trying to target <laughs> Marcus Mariota in all my leagues. Um, he's mobile. He's shown young progress. He needs pretty cheap relatively to other things. Not as cheap as Dalton, but uh, pretty cheap for I think what his upside is. And I just really like that offense this year. Which is why my flag, or uh, not flag, my split six running back is DeMarco Murray, which who I think is really undervalued. And I don't think Derrick Henry's as good as everyone thinks. And I don't know why DeMarco Murray's not in the top five running backs. For mo- I guess he's, he's not too far out of the top five running backs, but I don't know why you would take Melvin Gordon over him or Jay Ajayi or Jordan Howard. Um. Yeah, I don't. I agree. I think the only reason people are ha- ha- like hesitate at all is the fact that Derrick Henry ha- last year, when he did touch the ball, did show that he was a good running back. Mm. Uh, Demarco Murray's not getting any younger. He's almost he's twenty nine, um, and right. the other guys that you just mentioned, Jordan Howard and Melvin Gordon, those guys don't have any competition. Like they are That's going, true. they are going to be the bell cow of that team. Mm-hmm. If they, if if Tennessee is having a good season and they're doing really well and they're and they're lessening Derek uh, Demarco Murray's workload and getting them both involved, then I could see you know them doing that a closer split so they can keep them fresher in case they are playoff bound in a terrible division. Yeah, I mean, I think. I don't know. Worst case, maybe he's a low end RB one, but oh, you I mean he's an RB one? Worst case, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but best case, he's like he was last year, the second overall running back in standard scoring, and I'm definitely drafting him in in our booty bowl league unless someone takes him before me. But I don't think that's gonna happen. It won't be me because you'll draft. I think what pick are you? I'm ten. The last so yeah, only so 10 yeah. team league. Yes, you'll be you'll you'll definitely have the ability to take him. 
Right. Um. Uh, for wide receiver, that's the. I I I honestly, it's probably Marvin Jones of the Lions. Uh, but I'm always a Lions homer. homer. Uh, but he's so much. I've got. I drafted him in the fourth round last year. Now he's going in like the tenth, eleven round, and. I'd you overdrafted him last year. Overdrafted him last year. Should have traded him instead of Julio Jones because uh, he was doing much better than Julio Jones at the time, and I could have got a lot because he's a Lions fan. But Marvin Jones, uh, he's he's going to get targets like he did last year, and he's not going to – he could disappoint, I guess, but he's got really good upside for where you can get him. And for tight end, so far in every league, I've drafted Hunter Henry. I like what I mean. I'm to be honest. I haven't seen seen like his film, but I've heard the people I trust talk about him a lot, and he's got great value. I got him like my second or third to last pick in this draft. We just did a twelve team draft, and he's probably the the best young tight end in the league, according to what I have heard. Um, yeah, he's really really good. I love Hunter Henry. Um, I really wanted him, and I knew but- you did. I was looking because. <laughs> You were picking right after me. I was like, does Mike have a tight end yet, or can I wait? He doesn't have a tight end. He's like, no, I'm taking Hunter Henry right here. Yep. So once you did that, I think I waited even longer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hunter Henry was the tight end I was targeting all draft. Uh, I waited, obviously, around Uh, too long. You know we listen to the same podcast, man. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, But I do like like Austin Hooper. I think, once again, he's a Mm. second-year player. He's uber, like, physically gifted. He plays for a prolific offense, and so that's that's. But who knows? He wasn't. He didn't do that much of that last year. But I like Cooper. I think I, I definitely like him a lot more for Dynasty, obviously. But uh, I don't think. I mean, like you said, if he sucks, you're just gonna stream him. Tight ends a totally streamable position. Yep. Um. All right. Well, that's enough fantasy football. Before we move on to the next segment, Mike, let's talk about this fight that's coming up on Saturday. Yeah, um, Maymac. Maymac, is that what they're calling it? <laughs> yeah, Mayweather, May, Mayweather and uh, McGregor. Um, real simple. Mayweather should win easily. <laughs> um, watch out for the first two. I'm a huge UFC fan. I, I have watched boxing, but mostly mm-hmm. UFC. Um, McGregor is going to be dangerous in the first round or two. I mean, he has. He is a powerful person. He's going to be the bigger person. He's going to be. He's the bigger human. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's going to be dangerous for a couple of rounds. If it goes past the first couple of rounds, he's going to get pointed to death and he'll lose. Right. Yeah. And I think. I mean, I don't know shit about boxing or MMA, but I was with you last year. Wait, two years ago when we watched uh, Pacquiao and Mayweather, and gosh, that was boring. Yeah, that's boxing for you, <laughs> especially these uh, middleweight, like these, like um, you know, boxers that are like one fifty five, one forty five. Uh-huh. Not a lot of power. You're not watching heavy. You're not watching Tyson out there, right? Um, so the the knockouts aren't as frequent, especially. But they did. They have smaller gloves, but yeah. Um, I think what I'm most looking forward to is that this. At least this boxing match has potential to be really exciting. Because um, you know McGregor is going to be going out there trying way too hard and probably getting his ass kicked, but that could be kind of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I if, like if he's going to be putting his whole body weight into punches and then just missing. And- I really want McGregor to win. Obviously, as a UFC fan, and Mayweather's a scumbag. Yeah. Um, but 
Sorry, we gotta move on. We're moving on. Here, Here too, huh? Yeah. But you, you can finish that thought if you want. Just want to finish that. Mayweather is a scumbag, and but he is the greatest of all time at his sport, and so McGregor is just gonna have to get super lucky, and I'm hoping for it. I will probably run around like a crazy person if that happens. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of scumbags, how about that Night King? God, what a dick, dude. <laughs> um, but, for those of you who have not watched the episode of Game of Thrones, please watch the episode, then continue listening to this. Yeah, so... <sighs> you know what? First off, I want to address something to whoever wants, whoever's listening to this. All right. If I hear another person tell me that this season sucks, I, I just want them to stop watching, because I think <laughs> this is the one of the best seasons. It, it is... There's so much going on. Yes, it's condensed. They had to make it condensed because of how much money they are spending on each episode mm-hmm. and the in the time frame they had to film it. But I'm loving this season. Yeah, um I I don't don't think it's their best season, um but I don't think it's a bad season at all. I mean, it's the the things that I don't like about it are things that have to happen because of how condensed of a time they have like i don't know if you've seen the map of uh where john has traveled in comparison to where the night king has traveled from <laughs> but it's kind of ridiculous how fast everyone's moving around oh yeah map. i mean there are those but, things you so know, like- it's just like little trivial things like that that i don't like and that's because i'm a fan of the books and i'm sure that the books are going to be much better than well i don't think the books are ever coming out well, they freaking better. I don't think they will. Um, I also, I I understand like yesterday's in the episode when I let me pre warning. I don't know names very well. Okay, I can help um, you with that. Dude who got sent away to go send a raven. To, oh, Gendry. Yeah, Gendry Baratheon. Yeah, so he got he got sent away to go send a raven, and that he ran all the way there, somehow sent a raven. Got it to Daenerys, who then saw it, got on her dragon, and flew all the way to where Jon was. Um, all <laughs> Somehow knew exactly episode. where they were. I mean, yeah. So, like, yes, there are those things, but if you take all those out and like imagine they had this, like, imagine they had like a twenty episode season, like, but yeah. they had, but they had to condense it to seven episodes, you know? Right. And they, the reason they have to condense it to seven episodes is because of episodes like this where they need all that CGI money cuz mm-hmm. the CGI was like flawless and so amazing the only time that the CGI was bad and Ooh. that I, I don't ever notice CGI like I didn't issues. notice anything what so was it normally uh I don't notice CGI things like so I'll go see a movie with um, one of our friends who's a big movie snob and he'll be, he'll be like shout oh. out to Jeff yeah he'll be like all the CGI sucked, and I'm like, I thought it was fine. Um, like Beauty and the Beast, for example, he didn't like the CGI in Beauty and the Beast. Really? Wow. And mm. so I was like, I thought the CGI was fine. But yesterday, when Arya is talking to, well, for actually, when Stanza is in the room picking up the faces, uh-huh. and she's turning over like the face, there's this like really CGI looking part of it. Really? Yeah. Like- it like caught my attention. Oh, okay. And like it just, it I I don't even know how to explain it. That's weird, because 
they can make those dragons look so amazing, but you know, you know, I might have just been crazy. Um, well, but... I, I mean, this is a total random theory that I just saw somebody post, but someone said that maybe that first mask. Are you talking about the first mask? Yeah. They said the first mask looked like Littlefinger to them, and maybe Arya was acting as Littlefinger earlier and already killed Littlefinger, and that could be some kind of a twist at the end of this. Maybe. Maybe that... I Maybe I, I just have to go back and rewatch, but when I was watching it live, I've only watched the episode once, but... Um, Samsies. I was... When, I, when that scene came, it just looked strange for, like, one second. I'm like... That just looked like it didn't belong. Were you watching it with Jeff and Eric? Yeah. What did they think about the episode? They both... Uh, well, I guess I didn't really ask, but it seemed like they both really liked the episode. I mean, come on. The the ending, though. Yeah, the ice dragon. The ice dragon. I mean, it was... And Jeff, Jeff knew it was going to happen from the very beginning. I um, did, too. But not because I watched any spoilers. No. Dude, my one of my one, someone I went to film school with posted something, uh, and it was like a book cover. It said George R. R. Martin and the Ice Dragon, and I knew he watched the episode because he posted a status earlier in the week asking where the link was to the episode, and I was like, oh my god, I bet you there's an Ice Dragon. And Brian, when he was on this podcast, has been talking about there maybe being an Ice Dragon this year. How did Jeff know? I don't know. He just. He just was that that was like what he thought was going to happen. He's like, because otherwise, if they don't even the playing field, Daenerys is literally unstoppable. And what are we watching for the rest of the right? Day? Yeah, that's true. Um, so, and the only issue I had with it is the way like, they travel or anything. Yeah, I mean, the way they travel, and then, um, yeah, I mean, the time, I mean, the time is a little weird, but other than that, like. And maybe John's coming back up. People coming back up from water wearing like armor and heavy cloaks this season is a little crazy from water. Yeah, I'm not sure how he got back up. I mean, they couldn't kill him off again. Right. Um, he has to be there. Um, but what did happen is one of the big... It, uh, this episode ruined a lot of people's want for Tyrion to be, you know, a, um, to actually be a Targaryen. Did it? Yeah, because they don't have the three dragons oh, yeah, anymore. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, because they... I mean, John is going to ride the other dragon. Yeah. That is 100% Right, happening. he is the prince that was promised, yes. literally. It is 100% going to happen, which is going to be... I'm going to have an erection <laughs> during the episode when you have... Well, first when you have Daenerys... And isn't it weird? Do you have this? This is the one show where I am like... And the only thing in life, I am rooting (laughs) for incest. Like, please, I give it to me. I need it. Um, I it's a little. It's it's actually kind of okay. And even in modern society, I think it would be kind of okay because Daenerys knows she can't have kids, and the reason we have laws against incest is because you fuck up the kids if you make babies because their DNA is too much alike. But if Daenerys can't have kids, then. What's the harm with a little bit of cousin fucking or aunt fucking? Whatever. <laughs> it would be aunt, right? Yeah, aunt and aunt and nephew to to each other. And God, I'm rude. And she wants it so bad. That was my favorite scene of this. Was that scene at the end? That's the first time this season where I felt like Amelia Clark like 
just she like acted, actually acted. had to act and didn't just have to be what she's been doing for like a long time now. And she so she showed a lot of vulnerability and passion right there. And you know her dragon just died, which is her child. So that was my favorite scene of it. Um, God, wasn't it sad to see the dragon die? Yeah, it was actually. And how the why is uh, the why is the White Walker so good at throwing the spear? That's a question we probably will never get answered because it just had to happen. And I know <laughs> he was so he just beasted it, and then he missed the second one. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I saw a lot of funny memes about that. Yeah, about like how the Jets. I've brought him in for workouts, oh. <laughs> seeing how accurate how accurate he was. As in and, the New York Football Jets. <laughs> yeah, and like just there's a bunch of football memes about teams with bad quarterbacks signing him as their quarterback because of how <laughs> accurate awesome. he is <laughs> yeah he's uh i don't know i hope him and uh uh fucking Braun have like a spear shooting match at one point after like everyone's settled and everyone's friends at the end like i'm sure it's gonna happen yeah <laughs> um i think the whole aria sansa thing is f- kind of stupid uh, I don't know why they don't just like talk about what's going on and. Well, Arya is a fucking psychopath. That's true. Um, but but she's also has one of the coolest powers besides turning your sword into fire and being able to bring people back from the dead. The Lord of Light is pretty cool. Um, but yeah. the her 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 like ability. To like change faces yes, and like is, change vocal cords. Yes, it's insane. And right, it's. But she's so powerful. Another thing I had an issue with this episode about was when Littlefinger is talking to Sansa. They're talking about Brienne, and maybe that can be like the key to get Arya and her to be on the same page. And then like the next scene, Sansa just sends Brienne away. Maybe she doesn't want to be on the same page with Arya. I guess. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe Arya's right, but I don't, I don't trust Sansa or Littlefinger. Um, I think Sansa is going to. Oh, I don't know. Littlefinger's probably dead. I, you think you believe that theory now? Yeah. yeah I mean, that'd be interesting because uh, she read, she read that, she read that scroll, mm-hmm. and then I think that pissed that pissed her off that he was trying to hide that. He prob, she probably. She only can, can she only take over people that she's killed? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, unless she's like the most powerful person in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> she just is like ditto from Pokemon. Right. Well, <laughs> dude, I mean, I love her character. I hate Sans. I don't like Sans's character. I haven't liked her ever. Um, she's, she's also awful. not that great in the books, but she was also she's always I, she's I, always I, a I like bitch. Her. I like her in the show more than the books. She get like is it the one it's this show is so weird because it takes your morals and like throws them to the side Mm -hmm. and like says because like normally like i have these morals but when i'm watching the show i'm just like kill your sister rape that girl i don't like hate Uh, i hate her you want or aria to kill sansa i want aria i feel like sansa's been through so much stuff and it's in her character no one has been through uh, i don't want to say no one because there's theon but Sansa's been through a lot of like scary, scary shit. Like she's been raped by Ramsay. She's been married to Joffrey. She's been married to Tyrion. Um, I mean, Tyrion was her best husband, but you know, I don't know. I don't think she deserves to just go out like 
She's just, I just like don't. She just be, she's being, sto- it wouldn't make sense for her story arc for her to just go out on bottom, like just have her whole life being torture. Yeah. They wouldn't be focusing on her that much. So what do you think is going to happen with her? I think she'll end up taking over Winterfell um, and staying there. I don't, I don't know if she'll be with anybody, but. I don't think it'll be Littlefinger. I think I really want to say that if if Littlefinger's still alive, I think her and Arya will realize that Littlefinger's setting them up and then kill them together or something. And uh, she'll just be a single lady of Winterfell. You know, you know who? who all right, who do you think's going to be on the throne at the end of this? I am guessing that no one will be. You think it's just going to be like George R. R. Martin said about his last book, which was just going to be a long thousand pages of snow-covering gravestones? No, I think <laughs> that they're... Bernie uh, Sanders come in, comes I, in it's and it's gonna, just socialism? I think it's, I think it's going to be like... I think they're just going to split up. They're not going to have one overriding ruler. They're just going to have like someone like john of the north and Mm. denarius of wherever and Tyrion somewhere else if he survives and yeah because i mean that that crew is i I don't don't see how they they don't win i like the dragon people don't win yeah like denarius and everyone and now that john sweared failed failed to her i think right yeah so yeah, I mean, Cersei's going to do something next episode is the thing. And yeah. I Cer- would not, I I cannot guarantee that Daenerys will survive next episode. You don't think Daenerys will? You I don't what? think Jon Snow can die. Yeah, no, he can't. Which, is this, know, that could make sense, right? If Daenerys dies, Jon has, still would have control of the dragons. Right. And, and uh, Tyrion can still ride one. I guess that brings back in the theory. Yeah, that Tyrion is a Targaryen. You know that theory, right? Yeah. That uh, his mother was raped by the Mad King. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that could, yeah. I mean, then then they would still have two people Ooh, for I'm the dragons. thinking about that. Oh, if Daenerys is going to die, it's going to be this next episode. If she survives, I don't think she dies until the very end. I don't think, I just don't, yeah, God. I, I don't want her to die. I don't want to stop looking at her. <laughs> hey, I'm uh, think I'm more attracted to uh, Cersei than I am Daenerys. So. You're out of your mind. Hey, you you're a Lannister. I don't care. <laughs> you I should can't. you should be into your siblings. <laughs> no, thank you, dude. I um wait. Do you think anything is going to happen with Brienne and Jamie in this next episode? There's a big theories online that Jamie and Brienne end up getting together because of their time I, together my, here's my theories okay i'm pretty sure this is gonna happen jamie's jamie is going to side with Tyrion and kill cersei Ooh, i i have a different theory but go on and then from there i don't care but i just want to see jamie kill cersei i think cersei's gonna kill jamie i don't i think so um it Jamie's like totally in love with Cersei and whatnot, and I don't think he would ever kill her. But Cersei just warned Jamie, "Don't ever cross her again or lie to her." And um, I'm sure you've heard the theory, like you just said, that Jamie kills Cersei, and that's based on a theory in the books. They they uh, 
have this part where in the show they kind of did it where they uh Cersei sees that witch in the flashback and says all her kids are going to die and then she's going to be killed by the Valonqar. And I've said this on the podcast before. Valonqar in High Valerian means a little brother. And Jaime technically is a little brother. So is Tyrion. But you know who else is a little brother? Euron Greyjoy. And I think Cersei kills Jaime because Jaime, like you said, tries to side with Tyrion and she finds out about it because she already says she knows everything. And she's plotting something with Kyburn right now. Like she always is. Um, so Cersei kills Jamie, marries Euron, and then the next season, at some point, Euron kills uh, Cersei, becomes the king of the world, until Gendry and Arya marry each other and come back and take back their rightful throne. That is, uh, that is deep. That's deeper than I've thought about it. Hey, well, Gendry's the last Baratheon and technically the rightful heir to the Iron Throne as long as he gets unbastard sized by John. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that could happen. I don't think that's... I think that the show will... I think people will be let down by the end of the series. Yeah, dude. I'm just, like, want a fanboy about Gendry because he's the last Baratheon and I've since the beginning of time, since I started watching the show, I've liked them the most. And You just like their logo. I love their logo, love their words, love that they, at the beginning of the show, they have three brothers, because I have, or two brothers, and I have two other brothers, well, three of them, so I have two other brothers, and I just really like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they just relate to me a lot. And I just don't see how you know, you John gotta, doesn't have part of the end. You gotta admit that Stannis is a lot like Dylan. What, that I was happy? I was happy when he was no longer here. <laughs> Just kidding, Dylan. I love you. It's okay. I don't think he listens to this, but Mitchell does, and we know Mitchell's a lot like Renly because he's pretty gay. All right. <laughs> Which is okay. Yes, Mitchell. That's why we still love you because it's okay to be gay. Um. All right. Well, that's a lot of Game of Thrones talk. Uh, you want to talk about the m- most important thing that's happened in my life in a long time? Let me guess. Go ahead. It's you're gonna talk about science fiction. That's right. Brand new released a new album unexpectedly and randomly. Uh, what day was it? Was it Thursday or Friday? It was, it was Thursday, I think. Thursday. Yep. Uh, <laughs> their new album, Science Fiction, um, and it did not disappoint. Uh, really like it. Have not stopped listening to it, but. What's more insane is the way they released it. Just on Tuesday, last Tuesday, they just sent out a tweet that said, pre-orders for album five are up now, very limited. Sold out probably within two minutes. They only did 500 of them. So I was bummed. I was like, I can't get any. Then two days later, that Thursday, my cousin Patrick just sends me a link that says, what the hell's brand new doing? And uh, they sent a CD out to everyone that pre-ordered the vinyl. Like, so they did like as fast a shipping as they could to send the CD out to everyone that ordered it. And um, it had that picture of the picture of the album, which pretty strange picture. We'll go into that a little later. But it sent them a blank, or not a blank, a CD with just nothing on the front. And if you put it in your computer, it has uh, one track, and the track is labeled with GPS coordinates to a place in um, Utah, I believe. It's called the Devil's Tower, which I guess is a common science fiction place reference in movies. 
and it's the whole their whole CD. And eventually, I, I found it. Like I was doing, like looking through all these Reddit stuff and like brand new Wikipedia and whatnot. And I found a link down at the album. And I was like listening, like oh my god, I found it. And then like five minutes later, they released the album online <laughs> for digital download. And I was like, okay, I'll just buy it. And you explain to everyone, it's all of our favorite band. Um, That's right. And we used to listen to them like re. I, like we we still do. Yeah, I mean, I never stop. Like, yeah, talking we about. just listen to this band so much, and they they have the best album ever created. If you mm-hmm. if you haven't ever listened, uh, listen to Devil and God are raging inside of us, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the best album of all time. Yep, and um, then yeah, probably. I mean, for me, I think so. No, it's the best album of all time. <laughs> any genre, any well. Maybe not any genre. The Eminem show. It, it, it's hard good. for brand new is a a really different band than most. They're not at least not anymore. They're not like uh, following the trends of standard indie rock or whatnot. You know, they do their own thing and they do it well and they evolve with each album, which is something great about them. Best album of all time for Devil and God. That's hard to say. I mean, it's hard. I don't think anyone can actually say an album is the best of all time. But. Nick, it's the best album. <laughs> it's my favorite. If um, I had listened to an album before I died, it's that one. But right now, it's this one, as in science fiction. Um, Mike, you got any any standout tracks? Um, Do you know the names? Some people don't yes, know the names. So, of, Same Teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it great? Same Teeth. Oh, no. Same, same Logic Slash Teeth. Same Logic Slash Teeth. Mm-hmm. God, I feel like a dumbass. It's okay. Uh, and then Desert desert which where, where where is the lyrics for desert i forget which one that is uh what do you mean like what how does the song go yeah it's like um i heard a voice and it told me that i was going oh we're back yeah we're back oh i like this one is that you playing on your phone yeah yeah don't Just, come run into me if i'm running to you or yeah yeah, this is uh this is my fourth favorite one. Okay, so what what are so I would say that same logic teeth is another one of mine, and then I really like lit me up, which is their you know first track. Yeah. Um, I oh, when know. I was talking to the bar the other night, you were you liked it, but you weren't you weren't that much liking it, but now you like it more, huh? I do like it, and then they, um, these songs just grow on you, man. Yeah, to, to be honest. I really like the album. I could listen to the entire album without without even without skipping a song. Yeah, no. There's there's like in the middle there's a few songs or maybe two songs that I'm not like totally into. Yeah. Like I think I think they're called Out of Ma- Out of Mana and In the Water. I yep. Don't... 7 and 8 right before Desert. Yeah, those two I'm I mean I don't I don't hate them uh but I'm just I haven't gotten that into them yet. But I think I th- probably Desert isn't it no no it's, it's, it's desert. desert desert yeah, yeah it's spelled like desert yeah um but that one's really good uh, but i really like same same logic slash teeth i just trying to decide which is my favorite and i think that takes the cake it's such a good song that part where they like the post chorus part where they start like getting intense and kind of screaming a little bit it brought just, me back to the devil and god yeah and and like it's just like 
uh, it just sounds the this lyrics. I mean, they're not they're not like super special lyrics, but the way he says them are like when he says like you're an actor, not a doctor. It just like sounds so fucking cool, and I really like it. I... Then the other ones um, I really like are waste. Waste, I think, was probably their most likely to be a radio song, which none of these are going to be a radio song. But um, You'll probably hear them on some radio stations. I doubt it. I didn't hear anything off Daisy on a radio. Yeah, but I didn't... I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of Daisy either. Yeah, I mean, I think Daisy's their second... I, I think your favorite weapon, though it's classic, it's... I, I don't even want to even consider it a brand new album. It's nothing like any of their other albums, and it's it's just teen angst well it's punk it's yeah. not it's not indie rock it's it's more punk rock they I, don't they don't even like they barely play that album when they go to concerts but yeah so i mean yeah it's I mean it's it's very old like mm-hmm. super old so yeah i used to like it when i was in high school i mean i still like it and i listen to it a lot because i'm a brand new junkie I'm, yeah <laughs> um but it's just i don't know it's you know a what, different, I, different you know what I have to do right i need to listen to daisy you do. I mean, Daisy is... Like, I just need to sit down and actually listen to Daisy front to back. Mm. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of heavy parts, you know, some songs that are just not for me, but some of their songs, once you... Like, At the Bottom is a really amazing song. Best song of their album, and it was their single. But uh, getting back to science fiction, the song 451. Yeah. That one... It, has brand new's best guitar solo ever and just like the best guitar song they've ever made it's, you are a guitar junkie so mm-hmm. you'll notice those things yeah and it's just that's their most jamming song on the album like we, we bought tickets to go see their their concert here at uh the fox theater october 15th and i can't wait for them to play that song there i really hope they do like i am like the reason i they're like brand new. The reason I like a lot of hip hop is I can care less really about the music being uh-huh. played. I'm a I'm all about lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Um yes. which is why I like hip hop, because it's more lyrically driven. Mm-hmm. Um but brand new has some of the best lyrics in a lot of their songs. No one in the world does sad bastard like brand new does that's right like if you i don't know i feel it's so easy to relate to them even i don't even know what i'm relating to but i relate to the feelings of their songs right yeah you can put on multiple different songs for different feelings and Mm -hmm. just god and this this album i i've been trying to say that it sounds like deja and daisy had a baby and like I wrote over here, was influenced by Devil and God as their older brother when they were growing up. Like it's like with De- it's a lot like Deja and Tendu because of the acoustic parts they put into it, like which Deja has. But then it's got those hardcore parts that I'm sorry, it's got those hardcore parts that Daisy has, acoustic from Deja, and then just the feel of Devil and God. All right, Mike. So any final thoughts on the album before we have to move on? Go to wherever you get your music and download it, buy it. Actually, you know, buy it. Support Brand New. Yes, definitely buy it. Don't steal it and listen to it multiple times. Don't make an impression off one song. Listen to the entire thing. All right. That's awesome. I agree with Mike. It's 
amazing but we have to move on we got to say goodbye to mike mike thanks for joining us thanks for uh, having me nick anytime no problem we'll see you on review of anonymous beer number three oh, the president grabbed me all right 24 hours later and we are back uh mike is not with us but we are joined by melissa shocked my lovely girlfriend melissa how's it going uh pretty good i'm doing well all right, cool. Well, let's open these up and let's get your opinion on Chilla, Chilla de Mos, Chilla de Mos. Uh-oh. A beer by Oddside Ales in Graham Haven, which I think I said earlier in the podcast that I wanted to go there and haven't been there, but turns out uh, I have been there and it was mm-hmm. with you. Yep. Um, I just didn't realize that's where we were. Yeah, it's, um, I can never ne- remember the name of that place either. What do you think? It's, it's good. It's um. It's funny that it's a lager. It tastes. I don't want to say it tastes like an IPA, but it has like a similar strength. Yeah. To it, you know, it's not the same strength. I don't know if that makes sense. Right. Well, but it's um, uh, it's hoppier than a normal lager. So then it is more like an IPA. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. I typically don't like lagers because I think they taste like water. <laughs> I mean, this is a really shitty ones too. So you're saying this beer is better than Bud Light? Yeah, it's better than water. Yeah, <laughs> everything's better than Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Right, cool. Yeah, and it's a really cool. Um, it's a really nice brewery. Oh, I didn't even describe the logo. I don't think. What's the logo look like? So the background is kind of um, tie-dye-ish with, um, with like bubbles. Are you asking about the logo of the beer itself, like this particular one? Yeah, just what the guy looks like. Okay, so it's a, a dude, like, chilling <laughs> pretty hard, uh, with his, uh, like, arms behind his head, and he's got, like, a cool hat, and then his big-ass feet are um, <laughs> resting on the name. It, it's not my favorite label, but it, it's, it's definitely cool. I think it's pretty fitting. All right, cool. Well, we are on the final category of the podcast, politics. Um, So, not technically a political question, but the solar eclipse was on Monday, which is yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you watch it? Yep. Yeah, I did. I watched it for probably about an hour. Um, And right when I started watching it, like uh, right when I got my hands on some glasses and went outside um I was really really shocked to see that I could already see a bit of the uh, sun cut out because you couldn't um yeah because the moon was already over it right yeah but it was like well before um like like the the peak peak time at Mm -hmm. 226 um it was well before that and I could already see like a little bit cut out um which is pretty cool and um, I watched it for about an hour, um, right until Pat, like right when it was at the f- um, the best point for us, and maybe a bit after. But uh, yeah, what? did you? How long? How long did you watch it for? Did you just watch it for a second and then called? Yeah, called pretty it? much. I would like in between stops uh, at my vending company, mm-hmm. I would just go out there, put my glasses over my glasses, <laughs> and just look up at that at it, and be like, "Ooh, it's getting mm-hmm. closer." Yeah. I was really looking forward to like when we got close to totality, and I wanted yeah. to see like everything get darker, mm-hmm. but I didn't really experience that. No. And yeah, I was a I was a little underwhelmed by the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I wasn't viewing it. And then at peak time, a cloud did pass right in front of me, so that was kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, I don't know what time it was for you, and I guess it would have been a bit different because we were on. Oh, I didn't, we even, think of, I didn't even think of that. So when <laughs> you, because when you said, oh, there's a cloud in, in front of it was like quite a, I thought it was like almost 10 minutes after the peak time. Right, you well, said that to me, but. and we were in like. <clears throat> I don't know how far Waterford from Ann Arbor is, That's but we probably saw far. we probably saw, had different clouds in the sky. Yeah, so. um, yeah, right. Just like a couple minutes after that, um, like peak time, the like a big, really big cloud came. But um, I, we were sitting outside, and um, and it really did. I felt like um, right when it was nearing that, like eighty percent. Um, I thought it got a little darker out. I don't know if it was just, you know, um, mm-hmm. just a whole experience made me feel that way, but I felt like it got a little darker. Just, um, I like, thought it got a little darker too, but I couldn't tell. It just felt the same as a cloud passing over the sky. Yeah, but it was, but it felt that way before it was an actual. Oh, like, before, cloud. okay. Got yeah, because I, it, it, because we were sitting outside, like I said, for quite a while, and um, it wasn't, um, there was like a decent stretch of time where I thought it got like slightly darker and um, a little bit cooler. I oh, don't so you know. felt the temperature change a little bit? I thought so, but then maybe it was just the clouds and, you know, <laughs> the whole experience, but I thought it, it you probably. I, I would think you probably would have felt something. I mean, I know, yeah. I know that watching videos of the eclipse in totality it looked pretty oh my gosh i mean that's crazy completely different i um i really want to drive the next time in 2024 when the next one comes i will be really close to the line. right we just have to go to cleveland yeah i really want to because i saw um after yesterday i saw some of the videos um and the pictures of um what people saw along the line of totality and it seemed amazing and the fact that you can kind of see stars in the middle of the day and it gets yeah, like pitch yeah. dark almost it's i didn't just... even think about that when i was uh like preparing for this like the people in totality can see stars and planets mm-hmm. when for that like minute or something that the yeah. sun's blocked that's wild and it looks like amazing yeah i heard today um someone um told me that i don't know if they read it or they heard it or what but that the difference between seeing like um a partial eclipse is just wildly different than experience when you get like a total when you see a total eclipse and um they said that it doesn't matter if you're there's not like a big difference if it's uh 38 coverage or 58 percent coverage or 98 percent coverage you're not gonna get by far the same experience as if it's just right. like it has to be a hundred for it for you to really experience that change and um they said that um whatever video they had watched um it's kind of a bad example but the person you know the narrator or whatnot um said it's kind of the difference between almost dying and dying <laughs> like 98 percent is almost dying 100 percent is that different yeah, yeah. kind of a bad example but uh yeah so i'm you know sad to not have seen that but Hey, we'll see it. it. We'll see it in uh, what is that? Um, seven years. 
Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. April 8th, 2024, you can go to mm-hmm. Cleveland or Buffalo or Bloomington or anywhere along that line. Yeah. Um, the one, the last time it happened in the United States was 1979. I don't think it's like that rare of an occurrence, mm-hmm. like globally, but like for us to easily get to, it'll be, uh, it's hard for us to do. Right. And just because it, the last one happened, uh, you know, just because it happened kind of doesn't mean that, you know, the U.S. is right is in that path. And... Yeah. This could be a pretty unique, uh, event if you think of like, in terms of the universe, because um, not not many planets might have the same kind of a moon that's perfectly the size of a, the sun that's far away from it, and you know can it line yeah. up like this. Like, yeah, that's true. We could, this that. could be like a universal, unique thing, and that's why it's special. And mm-hmm. yeah, know, it's a, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see everybody in Cleveland on April eighth, twenty twenty four, because we can predict it with science, just like we can climate change and stuff. I. I saw that tweet from Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's saying, like, yes, we knew this eclipse was coming for a long time because we trusted the methods of science. And people believe that, but for mm-hmm. some reason they don't believe the same methods that we use to predict is climate change. So Yeah, yeah that too. <laughs> but um, anyways, uh, another thing that's been happening is there's more fallout from Charlottesville, which occurred uh, last week. But uh, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast when Trump doubled down on his top on his comments saying that there was violence on both sides and both sides are to blame, which is a completely ridiculous thing to state. Um, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think that's crazy that he says that. And I think he's playing towards his base or he is just really that stupid. I mean, he did look straight at the sun during the eclipse. Yeah. Too. Yeah. We didn't mention that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, he doubled down. Everyone is um, really upset with him. And some people from, uh, I don't know, some businesses that support him or something are l- leaving him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. Um, and I'm not sure what the exact deal with that is. No, I don't know which ones. But the mo- main point is he's losing support from people on the right, but probably not from his base. But he is losing support because Steve Bannon was uh, let down mm-hmm. in did he say why? Did um, Trump say why? I'm sure it's just because of the backlash from... Because Steve Bannon run, used to run Breitbart, which is like a white mm-hmm. nationalist site. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Charlottesville kind of, you know, brought all this to the forefront. and yeah. Which is, you know, Charlottesville was terrible, but getting Bannon out of the White House is a really good thing because the guy's a racist and he's a, a secret toilet uh, he he stinks and he's really weird looking, so he needed to go. And but he's back in Breitbart now, probably spread, spreading real fake news, not the fake news that Trump talks about. Yeah, I um, I don't know what he looks like. Not you don't good. know what he looks like? No. No, oh, hold mm-hmm. on, let me show I, you. I'm sure I do. I just can't. <laughs> um. He's very attractive. Um, yeah, so what do you think of Charlottesville and Trump's... More, not really Charlottesville, because we know that was terrible, but what do you think about Trump's comments? Um, I, I agree that the um, comments saying that, or, or that what Trump said about how there's, you know, good people and bad people on both sides is, 
absolutely ridiculous. I mean, if if there is a good person on the all you know on this um, in Charlottesville, um, you know, with the you know the white nationalists and stuff, and the Nazis, it, people that are blatantly <laughs> just Nazis. If there's a good person in there, then no good person would do that. You know, if you right. if you aren't a good person, then you don't affiliate yourself with that, mm-hmm. and especially with that type of um, like display with the torches and you know the citronella torches yeah <laughs> with the tiki torches um, that's you know regardless of like what a person's beliefs are if they just wouldn't do that if they were you know it's, good people know. yeah yeah and, and I don't I don't think you can be a good person and be like a white nationalist Aronathi of course right but um what do you think about yeah. Tina Fey coming out and saying, like, to ignore them and just sit at home and I think she said eat cake and just ignore them? A lot of people are saying, like, that's not something that you... Yeah. That, that The fact that you can sit back and ignore them is kind of white privilege because mm-hmm. it's really scary for um, non-white people out there yeah. with that going on. Like, I couldn't imagine if, like, a majority of people in this country... I mean, not a majority, but, like, there was a protest, like trying to uh, get or making me feel unwelcome and knowing a bunch of people wanted to kill mm-hmm. me for no reason or for reasons that are trivial and not based on my personality or anything you know mm-hmm. yeah no I don't I didn't hear that she said that but I don't agree with that either because there are people that you know people of color and people of different um, uh, like different minorities they can't sit at home and ignore it they can't leave their home and ignore it if they're confronted with people that you know have those types of views and uh, that are you know targeting them or profiling them i mean if if they can't ignore it then neither should we right Um, yeah and i don't i don't really even know what to do because i feel like i'm not really doing anything about it mm -hmm. um i'm i don't agree with it and i condemn it via a podcast that 20 to 25 people (laughs) listen to a week but other than that i don't i don't contribute that much but i think i've decided that i'm just not gonna really or try to correct people at least more on slightly racist comments that they make you that's what you're that's what you let's be a small thing like i'm not gonna like like let be just okay and Mm -hmm. just like laugh it off yeah like, yeah, I I mean, I wish that there was more we could do on a big scale. And, mm. and you know, by all means, I think that we'd be open to it. I mean, obviously, voting is extremely important. But yeah. I'm a big believer that, and um, I think I probably said, like, kind of alluded to this last time, you know, we talked on Split 6. But, like, I'm a big believer that our lifestyle and our day-to-day choices and how we conduct our mm. personal lives and has a big impact um, right and so yeah i uh i think that you know um correcting people and also trying to fight and correct your own um you know judgments mm-hmm. um yeah because we all have racial biases even if they're not we don't want them or don't intend to have them mm-hmm. they just We've been conditioned this way because that's how, kind of how America is, and mm-hmm. just yeah, it's just how it is and how we've been raised. And you know, it's like yeah. sub—it's subconscious almost, even though we don't 
like me and you for example i I believe we mean well but Mm -hmm. you know we're going to be conditioned to believe certain stereotypes about people and it's going to throw us off yeah and it's really important to um correct ourselves and and acknowledge that i think yeah and to like take it seriously not just brush it off or or laugh it off i mean right um and to try to educate ourselves and each other and you know meet different people yeah i know that's something i I don't like have any black friends or any non-white friends really um and that's kind of a product of where i grew up well yeah i mean a couple but yeah yeah i wish i had uh some (laughs) culture in my life but not really (laughs) more diversity (laughs) But I think the harder thing about this is going to be, like, talking to, like, family members about this stuff. Like, uh, people in my family have definitely had racist comments and racist Mm -hmm. remarks and racist beliefs. And I have tried to talk to them before, but they refuted and defended almost sometimes. And that's going to be where it's going to be tough because, I mean, I I don't know if it's acceptable for me to just turn a blind eye when someone says something like that anymore, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's it's tough and it's hard, and it probably will alienate some of my family. But I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's what you have to do at Thanksgiving. You have to talk to your grandparents about saying racist things, or your parents, or your uncles and aunts, or yeah, you know. Yeah, especially that's, that's where it starts. I mean, we can't just kill all these people off because that's not right. No, <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, I have no recommendations because I have a really hard time in having faith in other people, and um, I, I definitely, um, you know, call people out. I think I don't really struggle with that necessarily, but um, or to tell them like, no, you're wrong, or no, you're, you know, which is probably not the best thing to say is you're wrong, it's just wrong. <laughs> right. What would but, be um, really hard is like if something happened at one of your family events and i heard it and i was trying to correct somebody or condemn what they were saying like that would be i feel like that's something like that's going to be a really tough thing for me to do and for you to have to respond yeah with but i think that's kind of necessary i think that they're in like that type of situation there's a way to go about it you know and, and um telling letting people know that you know, you don't find that type of speech acceptable or that, you know, it's not kind to speak that way um, is, I guess, the most important thing. But um, my plan you, you would be just it. to, like, throw my drink on them and say, no. what the fuck did you just say? No, see, you can, <laughs> can go about it with different ways, you know, different yeah, people I based agree. on who they are and how mad your girlfriend will get. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on the Split Six podcast, we always try to preach about communicating and having discussions with people that you don't necessarily agree with, Mm -hmm. because that's how you mutually grow. You know, but then there are certain topics like this that just are intolerable if, you know, they're not. Like, I don't understand how people can judge people based on race. I'm like rationally. I mean, I don't know. I don't know either. Well, if you find a good way to, you know, share your skills, because I feel like I'm not that great at uh, um, 
I don't know if I am it's, either. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> I can't even get a sentence out. But yeah. I, I've convinced one person to be a vegetarian. The person you heard earlier on this podcast, listeners, Mike Carl's, but that's about it. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. So, speaking on race in Charlottesville, they've started taking down Confederate statues, and some people are not happy with it. Um, there's a bunch of different reasons, and uh, even the president said he doesn't want these statues taken down, and he said... Which is true. George Washington had slaves. Do we, Are we going to take all of his statues down? Or Andrew Jackson had slaves. Are we going to take all his statues down? Um, and that's where, that's where the question comes in. Is like, what do we do about all this? You know, we're taking down these Confederate statues. But we're not, we're not taking down uh, like the Washington Monument. Or taking Andrew Jackson off the $20 bill. Which we probably should do. Um, or we're not... We're not going to take down the pyramids, which were built by Jewish slaves. And um, I just personally think that if you even take away take away the slavery aspect aside, these Confederate statues still need to go down. They are statues of like the most important people in the Civil War trying to rebel and commit treason against the United States. And destroy the union which which was which was their goal mm-hmm. um the, the confederate battle flag which is the confederate flag they wave i don't think it's the actual flag that they propose for the confederacy but that it just represents the most deadly war in american history and it represents treason and that alone is enough to take down these statues they, these people should not be being glorified for trying to break up one of the greatest countries in the history of time. I mean, we're dark part right now, but um, I just feel like no one's talking about that aspect of it. Like the same people that are telling Colin Kaepernick that he can't kneel during a flag, uh, during a national anthem for a flag in protest of how black people are treated in this country are the people who are defending the Confederate flag and these Confederate statues, which literally represent treason against the flag that they're pissed at Colin Kaepernick for kneeling during. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I just don't get that. Um, yeah, I agree. I, um, I, I didn't think about it like as treason before he mentioned it to me earlier. Mm Um, and I agree. I, I um, when I first heard about it, like I wasn't sure how to feel because I don't want to say that we should take down these or take down like monuments and statues um, because it's something that I don't, someone that I don't support or agree with. Mm. But um, I, I mean, I understand that it's important to preserve history, but. Definitely not treasonous history against the United States. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I don't want anything that, um, you know, is they're just clinging to like, that history with slavery. And, and I don't agree mm-hmm. with that. And I don't. Yeah, and that's what the war was the, about, was mm-hmm. they wanted to keep their slaves. Yeah. And I'm sure there was other smaller reasons. But that if if the slavery issue wasn't an issue, there wouldn't have been a war. Mm-hmm. Right, 
And I don't like I. Th- what do you think about the Confederate flag? Like, I, think I think it, it should, should be not be. It should be banned. It should be. Yeah. It should be treated just like the Nazi flag exactly. in Germany. Exactly. Yeah. Like, do you think that is that illegal in Germany to have that flag? Um, I don't know if it's illegal, but I, I, th- I'm pretty sure it's illegal to like fly it places. I don't think to like have one. Right. But to like display it publicly. Yeah and whatnot but Mm -hmm. you know they take that shit much more seriously because they understand the evil that they cause partially because theirs was more recent and whatnot not not that much more recent well it was like a hundred years more recent yeah but it's not like this the world war ii you know right yeah but it's not and you know what honestly to to speak candidly, they're probably take it more seriously because their crimes were against white people, and not mm-hmm. black people. Because black lives don't matter in this country the same way that white lives matter. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I think that uh, saying that George Washington had slaves is is not the same thing. I mean, I don't so. I mean, George Washington was well before the Civil War. Correct, yeah. So, I just, I can't compare someone that lived before to someone that lived during that period when they were, there was, um, the ideas, like, behind slavery were were changing and they had an opportunity to, like, change society and mm-hmm. you really can't say what George Washington, what side he would have taken, right? Right, yeah. Um, I don't know. I still kind of struggle with, like, maybe maybe those figures shouldn't be glorified either. I mean, they shouldn't be forgotten. And I don't know if we should change everything how it is, but mm-hmm. it should be noted and it should be displayed more. Like, I was listening to this podcast um, the other day, and uh, I think it was This American Life. It was. And they were talking about this... Uh, this, uh, this black student, I believe, was in a, like, a, not a play, but, like, so, like, there's this, uh, place where you can go, and it's, like, a reenactment, like, you go and visit it as, like, a museum, but there's live people reenacting, like, the George Washington household. She was the only black person, and she played the slave. And just hearing about that from that side of the story, like, I don't understand really why we are glorifying all this. And I really don't understand why it took us this long to get rid of... I guess I can can understand why it took us this long, because it makes money. But I don't know. It's hard It's hard for me. Like, I don't want to take down the stuff, because I don't want to take down the pyramids either. But pyramids are totally a different thing, because they're kind of mysterious and happened before Christ, I believe, right? I think you're asking the wrong person. But yeah. 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 I don't know. It's it's really tough, but I mean, that's why I'm trying to make the point about the Confederate flags that I mean, I don't want to just cast aside the fact that they own slaves and we're like uh cool with slavery and whatnot, but they are also treasonous to the United States and to the Union. Mm-hmm. So first of all, they should not be glorified. And it yeah, and it's um and like they fought their main point was for slavery mm-hmm. you know i mean george washington created this not created this country but had a 
probably the biggest part in the formation of this country and whatnot. And but no, still though. His fight wasn't for slavery. Right, that was not the basis of his fight. Yeah. And that was for Robert E. Lee and the rest of the Confederates. And I couldn't imagine being a black person and seeing like living in Charlottesville Mm -hmm. and having to go by that those statues like that. Yeah. And that's bonkers to me. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm I'm glad that they're being taken down. I mean, I don't, I don't know when that train stops. Like, how do we, how far do we go? How many do we take down? Um, but I'm glad to see some. I think we sure. take down all of the Confederate ones. Mm-hmm. I really do don't, I really think we should ban the Confederate, I don't can't really ban the Confederate flag anymore because it's like, you know, it's a, uh, one of the one of one of the things in the Constitution is um, the right to free speech, uh, free speech, and yeah, I I agree with that. You should have free speech. If you want to hate Jews, hate Jews. You want to hate black people, hate black people. But where the line gets crossed is when you make threats, threatening people's lives, and make people feel unsafe in their surroundings. And I think the Confederate flag does that. I'm not so certain it does. I mean, it's kind of evolved into something else these days. Um, like what? You know, like, people don't even know what it is. People just think it's the flag of the Confederacy. It's a battle flag. I believe. I mean, I might, I might not know the right answer. I might, be, might have been told mm-hmm. wrong. But it's a battle flag. It's not the same flag that the Confederates were flying. But, but I mean, that's still, I understand where you're coming from. But you I can't sh- ban it. I know, but I mean, it, like, because it's gonna make people just as uncomfortable as people saying they hate black people. Yeah, is it? Are they allowed? Or um, because people also—it's not flown at any like government buildings or anything like that, right? I they might have just changed it, but within the last couple of years, it was. It might still be at some places in the south, in the deep south. We'll never know. It should definitely be taken out of all government buildings, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm not gonna say that you shouldn't be allowed to fly right. one. I want, yeah, that's really unrealistic. But yeah, definitely taken off government buildings and stuff. Schools but, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I'd hope it's not in any schools. Gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but. Look at what they're teaching about uh, Christopher Columbus. They still teach that stuff. Yeah, they should They should probably just teach honest history. That would be a good start. And then all these problems will be sorted out because once we all are grown and dead and the younger generation that we have taught how mm-hmm. these people weren't that great, mm-hmm. they're not going to you know make new statues of them and the old ones will be replaced. Yeah, I don't think that'll ever happen. Well, we're... Uh, you're running pretty low on time here, Melissa. We got about, mm. looks like three minutes left or two oh, minutes wow. left. Mm. Um, do you have any, like, anything else you want to get out there about uh, the flag, the Confederate flag, <laughs> the statues? Or if you want to mention quickly, I guess I should mention quickly, Trump gave his first uh, speech to the Union last night. We are adding more troops to Afghanistan even though he said he was going to pull out of there as one of his campaign promises, I probably think it's a good idea. We should probably keep troops there for a while as to not 
create a vacuum like we did in Iraq that breeds terrorism. What do you think? Um, I feel like um, increasing our presence is in the wrong directions. I don't. I don't think we should just pull it like, you know, um, outright. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I guess I just don't know enough to know why we would have to add even more. Well, we'll get back to that on the next episode of the Split Six Podcast. Melissa, thank you so much for doing this last segment with me. Thank you, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone, please like us on Facebook at Split Six Media. Follow us on Apple Podcasts and Podcast Addict at Split Six Media, or just search for Split Six Media. Give us a five-star rating. Review us. We'll be back next, uh, hopefully next Tuesday. This is going to come out on a Wednesday, I believe. Um, But, yeah, as always... Thanks for splitting six with us. Thank you.